welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fair Haven Health. Fair Haven Health brings you the milk saver on the go, the on the go version of the wildly popular original milk saver that collects your leaking breast milk. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in the USA, like the Scrumptious Baby Cream, which we'll hear more about later. Um, But right now, Diane has our review of the week. But let me also say, you can also go to Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. Scroll down to the bottom and enter your email address and you will have our episodes sent right to your inbox every Monday so you don't have to search us out. Right. What could be easier? Right. Perfect. Now Diane has our review of the week, I think. And it came to us from Instagram. Oh, cool. So this is from Joanimal59 on Instagram. Hi, Abby and Diane. I came across your podcast a few weeks ago, and I just had to get in touch to tell you I love it. I'm currently six months into breastfeeding baby number two after feeding baby number one for two and a half years, only stopping because I found feeding while pregnant was very tricky. Every time I listen to an episode of your podcast, I think I've heard the best one. Then I listen to an episode and I say to my husband, no, this was even better. I love finding out all the cool new things about breastfeeding. There's so much to learn, even after years of feeding my babies. I've been really fortunate that the part of the UK where I live has a fantastic feeding support network, and I wish all mothers had a system like I have access to because it's definitely would help me feed as long as I have. I'm now directing all the feeding moms I come across to check your podcast. So empowering and informative. I wish I'd have found you when I was pregnant with my first. Listening to you both while I'm cooking the dinner makes me feel like I've got a little support team giving me a boost throughout the week. I look forward to hearing many, many more. Keep being badass. Joanna. Thank you, Joanna. She's in the UK. We have a little following in in the UK. I love it. Um, But she's... I'm glad that she has found resources there where she is because there's a lot of places that don't have any resources and you know moms are just like looking for their own resources i think the uk is very similar to the united states the breastfeeding rates are really low there's very little um you know support there's a lot of stigma around like the you know breasts and things like that Mm -hmm. i think it's pretty similar yeah so thank you so much for being a listener and for sending us a review. She did it through Instagram. If you can put it on iTunes, that really helps the podcast a lot. It boosts us up. And I mean, you might think we might not need any boosting, but you know, we could always use a boost. But the, we do um, need boosting. Yes, we do need boosting. I'm not even going to kid. But um, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. We get a lot of comments that way too. And we love them. We read them and keep them. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And we were kind of, last week, we were kind of teasing into what we were going to talk about this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seems like, it's like, we'll talk about all the reasons that babies breastfeed. Babies and children breastfeed, because mm-hmm. it's not just babies that breastfeed, right? It is not just babies, no. And you're just like, well, of course, my baby breastfeeds because they're hungry and because they want to cuddle. But like, really, the list goes on and on. If you think about it, your baby doesn't know anything anything except how to breastfeed Mm -hmm. they don't even know how to fart they don't even (laughs) know (laughs) really like swallowing is hard you know like all they're doing is like trying breathing 
Like they're learning all of this and all they can do is breastfeed. That's all they can do. And so you might be listening to this being like, well, I know that. I know that my breast, my baby breastfeeds to soothe and to calm and to, you know, ease pain or, you know, whatever the reasons are that, that, you know, your baby breastfeeds, but this is to arm you with information too. So when those other people come to you and say, why are you still feeding your baby? They're eating solids. Why are you still feeding their baby? They're old enough now to ask you for it. Why are you still nursing your baby when they have teeth? Like you can come at them and be like, this is why, because it's not just for food. It's for a zillion other things. Right. And I don't think we ever think about this from the baby's perspective. No, absolutely not. Right? We're like, what? It's fine. Everything's fine in here. I don't know why they're upset. Everything. I'm totally comfortable in this room. So I don't know why they're so upset. Not that not that people are like so sarcastically talking to their baby, but you might think like you get, you know, your baby is constantly nursing. Maybe your toddler is constantly nursing. Um, and it's not because you have low milk supply. It's not because they're manipulating you. It's not because you're giving in and you're not teaching them boundaries. Bad habits. Because, yeah, it's Ugh. not bad habits. I'm so sick of that. Oh, comment. I'm, I hate it. I hate it. Ugh. And some, I heard some. I was, con- I had a conversation about this on my Instagram the other day, and it was, I can't even remember the post right now, but it was like. Oh, something about breastfeeding. Oh, breastfeeding to sleep is normal. It's not a bad habit. And then someone swoops in and is like, oh, well, bad habits form around four months. What? <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not getting into this right now. But like, what, where do we get this information? Four months? Where, four months old. Like a baby has been, that's like pretty much a newborn still. Oh my gosh. And it's bad habits are forming. And how is nursing a bad habit? That's what I I don't understand. I don't understand that. They're not like out robbing a bank. They're, you know, they're four months old. They need comfort and security. I don't understand why a bad habit would be And I'm sorry, so does a four-year-old. Right. Absolutely. This is ridiculous. And I'm so sick of the way that we, this culture thinks about babies thinks about like behaviors. Everybody is constantly, and I get it. We will live in a sick ass society, mm-hmm. but you know, and it comes down, we put it all on babies too. Like, Oh, you're forming a bad habit. Cause you fell asleep at my breast. It's like, this is ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. It's so harmful. And then we end up with all of these interventions to get our babies to stop breastfeeding when like, it's just the only thing that they know how to do. Right. And then what? Suckling is the one thing they have, and then we take that away, and then what? Don't don't tell me there's no ramifications. Oh my god, it's really like it. it it's seriously, it makes so, me so oh angry. Oh my god, I know I'm sitting here getting so pissed off. I can't even think about what I was gonna say. I know it really. It makes uh, me so angry. It makes me so and me angry. Too. And I can't. That's why I didn't even like respond to this because I was like, I'm. I'm not gonna. I can't be ruining my day. To, I'm not. I'm not gonna debate with every single person on the internet. Like those days are over. I used to do that shit. Uh, not doing that anymore. And like, uh, uh, thankfully, most people were coming in and like having a discussion, and most people were being very like, you know, we're like, no, you know, this is and this is what I do, and you know, most people kind of like can at least get it. 
But there are some really extreme views of babies out there. And like, why don't we stop for a second and think about this from the baby's perspective? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, you're comfortable in this room. Well, I don't know. How's the temperature? How's the lighting? How, how, is somebody speaking like, you know, in a frustrated manner to somebody else? Your baby. Well, they're little. They're just babies. They don't know. Yeah, they do. Absolutely, they do. They can feel that you're upset, and that might make them upset too. It, sometimes it's not even something that's going on at that moment. You know, right. like we look at those babies that are cluster feeding in the evening. You know, all usually like newborn from like two weeks to two months. They're cranky, fussy, and miserable, and only want to be on the boob in the evening. And moms always go, oh my gosh, I must not have enough milk. The baby's... And it's like, no, your baby is soothing. They're overstimulated from the day. I'll be like, what did you do today? Oh, we had visitors, and then we went to a doctor's appointment, and then we ran a couple errands. Like, yeah, your baby is like, I'm freaking done. I'm done. Yeah, and I need I mean, to calm you're... down, and this is, and I need to feel secure, and this is where I'm doing it. Right. And at, while while the grown-ups are all reaching for a bottle of wine, we're like, we're fine. We're totally fine. Nothing's wrong here. I mean, we're fine. We, you know, we're just calming down. We're so we're soothing. Why is my baby so upset? Hey, when you're they're doing two, the, you're doing the exact same thing your baby's doing. And when they're two, we're like, oh, they're having a tantrum. Yeah. But you can talk to them and you can they're kind being of naughty. Yeah. Like, but this is your baby letting off that same steam. And when your toddler does it, your three-year-old, your four-year-old, whatever, you go send them to take a nap because you're like, you're tired, you're cranky, we've been running around, why don't you or, go take a nap? Or you breastfeed them. Right. Right. Unless you're one of those people that was like, oh, I have to wean them because, you know. Well, fine, you wean, but if you said, didn't, and it's really, yeah, or if you want to keep, you know, it's a very useful tool up until they stop on their own. Oh, my you God. You know, it's okay to breastfeed for as long as your child wants to. They'll stop eventually. But it's also like it feels at some point it feels like cheating. It's like so it's such an answer to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he fell down. He bumped his head. He's sick. He's tired. He's anything. He's overwhelmed. Whatever. It's just like boob is the answer to everything. The whole like, I don't even want to get back to this, but like the whole thought process of causing bad habits like and I'm only I'm only bringing this up again because I can't even wrap my head around it half the time I know like I just don't understand that and I think about my own kids you know my kids are my kids are teenagers like older teenagers and I don't remember them going to sleep without breastfeeding like honestly like I don't remember like I I don't remember like putting my 20 year old to bed without breastfeeding him when he was a baby He's not still doing that, obviously. He didn't continue right. doing that forever. It wasn't a bad habit. It was how we went to sleep. Why would you? I don't, I just don't understand why you would disrupt the entire household when the easy thing to do would be just to nurse him and put him back to sleep. Right. Like, and it's usually because somebody is like, well, you should stop doing that. You're making a bad habit. Right. And you're just, it's usually somebody else because it's usually us. I mean, of course, there's certain situations where maybe you yourself don't want to, but you um it's usually somebody else usually we're just like oh my god i'm just gonna nurse him like everybody shut up i'll just nurse him it'll be easier mm-hmm. i mean after i had exley and i started having nursing aversion it got a lot harder 
it got a lot harder to like lay down with Jack. And I remember I went through this for years where I would lay down with him and I would literally like pinch my boob because it was just so aggravating. I just had nursing aversion every time he latched on. Mm hmm. But, oh, my God, I was not going to give up how easy it was to put him to sleep when he was nursing. Mm -hmm. And so I would literally, like, do these things. I would look at my phone. I would go on to, like, um, you know, these, these like, crazy websites and read or Facebook pages, like the White House Facebook page or, like, you know, those political things and just read the comments and just distract myself. Yeah. Just to try to get through it because it was so easy. It was so much easier. Right. Even nursing through nursing aversion was easier than dealing with Jack if he couldn't have boob to go to sleep. Well, that was and- how it was for me. And you know what? At six and a half, and one day he turned over and he was just like, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. And he went to sleep. And after a week, I was like, you haven't breastfed to sleep for a while now. And you know what he said to me? Hmm. He what? said, yeah, I could kind of tell that you weren't, that it, you didn't really like it that much anymore. Aww. which made me feel really sad but also i was like huh okay so he like made a decision like i he, like like i got this okay mom i get it you know because i would say things like okay your mouth is really big and it's very uncomfortable so we're gonna do it for one minute and then we're gonna stop and i'm gonna put my arm around you and at some point he was just like eh i don't need it anymore you know like don't worry i know you know it's uncomfortable because i'm bigger now and so he just like could literally make that decision and made the decision. Really they don't cool. do it forever. No, they don't. They don't do it forever. But and at this- some point you could just be like, it kind of bothers me. And they're like, okay. Because <laughs> they're so <laughs> old. <laughs> but think about like those families that do pacifiers, which, you know, that's fine too. I have no mm-hmm. problem with pacifiers. My kids never took them, but. That's the problem is some kids just won't take them. Right. But pediatricians, doctors, families, relatives, whatever, are fine with your child having a pacifier to the age of two or three years old. And then they say, okay, now we've got to take it away and blah, blah, blah. How is that any different? Right. How is that any different than your baby nursing? Because you are so dependent on that pacifier to put them to sleep that you know, I have parents that tell, oh, I have to keep getting up in the middle of the night and giving it to them because it falls out or I've had to do this. And it's like, how come the doctors aren't saying at six months, oh, that's a ha- that's going to become a habit. You might not want to give that to them anymore to go to sleep. That's going to be a habit. How come that's not a problem? Right. But breastfeeding is. A, a pacifier yeah. is only a replacement for a mom. Know, I know. Does everybody know that they invented pacifiers to... To replace boobs? Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, like, it's just a replacement for a boob in your mouth because that's what they need to do to soothe themselves. They need to suckle. And it's not a bad habit. And it doesn't prevent them from learning how to self-soothe later in life. It actually helps them learn to (laughs) self-soothe. Being able to soothe and soothing them helps them learn how to self-soothe. Why is this so confusing? It's ridiculous. I don't know why no, we have these babies that were like, they need to fend for themselves. I don't care I know. if they just came out of the womb five minutes ago. Let them don't fend soothe for them. them. Don't let them suckle. Don't let them do anything that they're going to learn is soothing because they need to learn on their own how to self-soothe. What? How does this even make sense? How are they supposed to learn if they don't learn first? 
But you are going against ev- what every mother's instinct is. You know, your instinct, if your child cries, your instinct, that triggers you. And there's science behind that. You know, like your baby cries, you pick them up, you want to soothe them. And people are telling you, don't do that. Like they're going against what your natural instinct as a mother is to do. I know people talk about, I remember when this whole conversation was going on in the media when, um, Jamie Lynn Grumet was on the cover of Time magazine breastfeeding uh, her toddler. I love it. Yeah. And like this this discussion, I remember listening to this discussion on um The View or something. And Dr. Sears went on The View and he was talking about like they were like they're like it seems so hard to like breastfeed forever and breastfeed and like <laughs> you know to just like sleep with your baby and like just have your baby around you all the time. It's like really hard and he's just like what? And <laughs> and <laughs> they're talking about like like cry it out and like cry it out when like and he was like isn't that hard like isn't that hard on you when you're like like when people are doing cry it out like I remember being in this parenting group a long time ago when they would be what people would just be like oh my god my baby I'm trying to let my baby cry it out but it's so hard I'm in the living room and I'm like just crying and I'm just and I'm like what is happening it's insane it's insane go in there and people like thank god people were like go in the room and pick up your fucking baby <laughs> what is happening don't, I had have I, this baby. Grow this baby inside your body. Have them as close to you as anyone can ever possibly be to you. Give birth to them and put them in the other room and shut the door. And listen to them cry. And listen to them cry for you. I had a Facebook friend, somebody that I used to work with, actually. And you all know that I work in maternal child health. So this is somebody that has been in the maternal child health world and was doing the whole sleep training with her baby. And she was posting this the statuses on Facebook. She's screaming. She's crying so much. She threw up. She's doing oh. like just to get a, a, extra sleep, which I know. Yes, that's important. But your baby is not ready for that yet. Obviously, if they're not going in and going, they're not ready. They need you. And I don't understand how the whole, and sometimes the sleep trains be like, oh, it's only a couple nights and then it'll be fine. Yeah. It doesn't take long for them to withdraw into that. That is not easy to sit there and listen to them cry. No. And there's a reason it's not easy. Right. Like your body, your whole entire existence is like, this is wrong. We are wired to respond to them. They're your child. It's your child. Yeah. Let, let, we need to take a break. Okay. We need to gather ourselves. I know. I need to like do a little zen something. <laughs> um, I'll be over here like sitting in my Take spot. some deep breaths. I'll read, distract ourselves. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Fair Haven Health. The Milky's Milk Saver on the go is a mini version of the original Milk Saver loved by so many. The original Milk Saver is perfect for using on the opposite breast while breastfeeding to collect the letdown. But what about in between feedings or when you're out and about? The Milk Saver On The Go is a discreet breast milk collection system designed to collect leaking breast milk when you are not feeding so you don't waste any more breast milk to a breast pad. The breast shells can be tucked right inside your shirt and then place your nipple right into the hole. The unique oblong shape allows you to collect more than other brands. Each shell holds about one ounce of milk and people are collecting several ounces a day to add to their stash. It's not a pump. There is no work for you to do. It also helps protect sore nipples from rubbing and chafing while they heal. Head to fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R. 
H-A-V-E-N-Health.com and use promo code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in the USA. The Scrumptious Baby Cream is a multi-purpose protective barrier baby cream to keep skin smooth and soft. Natural zinc provides an environmental defense, gentle yet ultra-moisturizing for happy baby and a happy skin. You won't need to worry about harsh chemicals irritating your baby's skin, which is what happens all the time with all of these products. They end up just burning and making things worse in my experience. Mm -hmm. But not the scrumptious baby cream. All of Original Spout's products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. You can use this, too, on your skin. Made for babies, perfect for grown-ups, too. Check out the entire line at OriginalSprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off of your purchase. And all of our sponsors and these promo codes and their links can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Find this episode right at the top. Scroll down to the show notes and you'll find the links, the promo codes, and everything that I've said if you missed it. On our website, you will also find um, our breastfeeding resources page as well as all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also have this week's shout out of the week. And this shout out of the week goes to the People's Midwife on Instagram. This is Mother Midwife Visionary. She is the CEO of Inner Circle Midwif- Midwifery, which you can also find on Instagram at Inner Circle Philly. This is um, a midwifery practice in Philadelphia. And you can, um, they describe themselves as here, I'm going to um, innercirclemidwifery.com. If you're in Philly, check them out if you're looking for a midwife. Um, Inner Circle Midwifery is a private home birth midwifery practice based in historic Germantown, Philadelphia. As midwives, we provide clinical services during normal childbearing cycles, spanning preconception, pregnancy, labor, birth, lactation, and postpartum period. Um, So if you are looking to home birth, which you might be, especially now, mm-hmm. uh, check them out. And also check them out on Instagram. Again, it is the People's Midwife on Instagram. They're also Inner Circle Philly. On Instagram, the feed is just beautiful and filled with all kinds of information, and you should uh, put it in your feed. Awesome. And that's all I got. That's fantastic. So you know when you're at a restaurant <laughs> – <laughs> Sorry, no problem getting right back into this conversation. You know when you're at a restaurant and there's a baby crying and you're like, you're just like, I mean, my boobs used to tingle and ache. Yeah. At this point, it's just my whole body wants to like jump through a window. Like uh-huh. this is, we are all wired to respond to babies this way. You know, like your it's your body and your whole entire existence connected to your ancestors from the beginning of humanity are like, pick up the baby somebody pick the baby. up the baby somebody yeah. give the baby a boob and i will just i will do that in restaurants and i'll just sit there and just be like moving around and i was looking around and we're like oh my god somebody just breastfeed that baby it is like i know it makes me so antsy just like pick them up do something 
Yeah, respond. and it's like they need you to respond to them so that they feel secure and safe. We want our babies to feel safe. They do not know where they are. We are their safety net. I mean, yeah. it's just, we do again with the expectations of babies. We just expect them to just behave the way that we want them to or the way that they do on TV or whatever. And like, you know, so you're going to do, you know, you pick them up, you smell their diaper, you, you know, try to see if they're hot or cold or whatever. You can't figure it out. Just put them on the boob. Right. You're not always going to know what's wrong. Something's wrong or maybe nothing's wrong. I don't know. They're just a baby. They need to breastfeed. That's all. But when people, you know, if they're having breastfeeding problems or they're really struggling with it, or maybe, you know, they're having milk supply issues, whatever the problem might be, sometimes people say, oh, you know, if you wean, it'll be easier or just, you know, they just end up kind of like filtering it out and going to bottles because they're like, oh, it wasn't worth it to just breastfeed once a day or whatever. It is. It is worth it. Your baby, this gives your baby way more than food. It gives them so much more than food. And even if you're only breastfeeding them once a day, that is still giving them that security and that trust and that love and that relationship that they need from their mother. It is so important and it has nothing to do with food 90% of the time. But that's what our society misses. They're like, oh, they don't need to eat again. Why do they need to eat again? Why do they need to do that? Why are you putting them on the breast? Why why are you still breastfeeding? Whatever. Plus, it's nobody else's business. Honestly, like, and I've said that probably every single podcast episode that we've had, it's nobody else's business. Nobody needs to be ever saying anything about how long you best feed your child for. You're not hurting them. You're not doing anything negatively. And that kid's probably going to be way more secure and way more psychologically stable than any other kid they know. Right. You cannot spoil even a very big kid with breastfeeding. It's impossible. If you start throwing cookies at them every single time they cry, that's a different story. If you breastfeed them every time they cry, it's like you don't have to worry about it because it's impossible to spoil a child with breastfeeding. So I did a um, a consult yesterday via... Um, you know, on video with one of our listeners who's in London, actually, in the UK. And her baby, doing my little air quotes, was three and a half. And um, I should have asked her if I could talk about this and then I could have said her name, but I didn't. So I won't say her name. But, you know, beautiful, beautiful family. And, you know, extended breastfed with her first child into pregnancy. And then, you know, now this one is three and a half and she was having, like she had like a, um, she was having some pain. So one of the things that she said was because of his age, if I try to ask a doctor or even sometimes other lactation people, they'll say, well, maybe it's just time to wean <sighs> instead of helping her solve the problem, you know? So she was like, I'm really grateful that I could contact you about this. Cause I know you're not going to say that, which obviously I'm not going to say that. And she said, which I loved this, she was like, we were talking about extended breastfeeding and she was like, I would get less pushback if I posted a picture of my son with a sucker in his mouth and a soda in his hand. That's so true. And I'm like, you know what? That is really true. That is really, really true. You know, and she was like, he still nurses to sleep. You know, she's like, it's just easy. You know, it's just easier. She wanted to fix the problem because she's not done yet. 
and I don't blame her. Like, wh- I, why would you just? But she's right. You take it to a you take it to a doctor. You take it to an OB. You take it to a pediatrician, whatever, and they'll say, "Oh, just wean. It's been long enough. Don't you think it's just time to wean now? Maybe you just need to wean." I've heard I've had mothers go to doctors for repeated mastitis, repeated thrush, stuff like that, and they're like, "Well, maybe you just need to wean." Really? How about we fix the problem? No, we can't fix problems. No, we can't do it. I mean, we, it, we don't do this. And I've talked about this before. We don't do this about anything else. No, if we you don't. Came to somebody came to somebody about problems with your marriage, problems with your job, whatever. People wouldn't be like, well, just get divorced. Just, ah, just quit, quit your job. job, whatever. It's just time to quit. Nobody says that. It's right. only breastfeeding where we're just like, nah, take it or leave it. You don't need it. And it's the same thing with your baby. And she was saying this too. And I've said this to other people too. She's like, if my baby wasn't, if she goes, if my child wasn't reading, they would send a specialist. Yeah. And I've said that too. If your baby had a broken leg, they'd send you to a specialist. They wouldn't just say, oh, it's fine. Oh, just give a bottle. Just stick a splint on it. (laughs) Put a, put a belt around it and tourniquet it and send him off to school. He's fine. You know, like there, but because it's breastfeeding, people are really quick to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. And I don't they're basically dismissing you as their mother, you know, like they're basically saying you're you know, what you're doing for your child isn't important enough. Just stop because they don't need it anymore. Whereas that's they're not considering what this does. And again, like you said, if you look at this from the baby's perspective, there this that's what that baby has been doing since the moment he was born. You're just going to take it away. And expect that to be OK with them. Like, you're, that's damaging. Totally. I'm and just... it's like, you know, I think because breastfeeding, you know, we talked about breastfeeding being so much more than food and it's like emotional and psychological security and attachment. And, you know, we can't handle these topics in this culture. Like, this is the most neglectful culture ever, you know, of just we don't we don't even we don't give like walking and talking adults space to have emotions. No. And feelings and, you know, psychological health. We don't do that. We can't even, like, there's so many people are so emotionally and psychologically damaged themselves that they're struggling to provide this at all for their baby. No, just get over it. You were just born. You're crying. God, just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are too much for me. And hey, trust me, I get it. My kids' feelings are too much for me. Like that, I will be the first to be like, "Oh my god, I can't handle your feelings right now." Right. But like, and it's because I was brought up in this culture too, with a from a couple of people who could not bear, cannot bear feelings and emotions. Yeah, mine too. And you know, mm-hmm. like, and so now it's like I'm struggling, you know, to to try to break this cycle of like. I don't know, just the emotion, you know, the ignoring of emotions and feelings and psychological health. I don't want my kids to be brought up like that, but it's a struggle because I was. Right. We don't know how to do it the other way. Uh Uh-uh. I mean, and breastfeeding obviously helps because like you were saying that the suckling, that's really important for babies to learn how to self-soothe. So when you have babies that are breastfeeding and they continue to, they learn how to self-soothe, which means they learn how to regulate and they learn how to control their emotions a little bit better and they learn how to express their emotions. So it is breaking the cycle. We mm-hmm. just can't deal with it because we haven't done it. You know, like it's just bottom line. 
Right. You know, and, and it's funny because sometimes people would be like, well, I didn't breastfeed and I'm fine. Or, you know, my my mom didn't breastfeed us and, you know, we're healthy. Like, okay, how are your relationships? How's your relationship with your mother? You know, like it's, it. there's way more to it than what people think it is. There's yeah, way and maybe more. you are fine. Maybe you're fine. Is that what you want for your kids to be fine? Nope. Don't we want to give more? Don't we want to like figure out? I mean, like, I don't know who's out there who's not like, because even if you have, you know, even if you have like, you know, in in air quotes, again, the perfect parents, <laughs> like everybody's got stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody grows up with stuff. Right. And like, who's not out there as a parent trying to work through this stuff to make it better for their own kids? Like, I know. Who's not doing that? Like, this is what this is what it is. That's what we're doing. That's like literally what this is. Trying to make things better for our kids than it was for us. Right. And, you know, you can please feel free to breastfeed at every moment for as long as your child is latching on. If they're still latching on, then no, I would, you know, you don't have to be like, oh, well, maybe it is time to wean. I mean, if they're still latching, you know, game on. And you're, and that's what you want. But if somebody is trying to convince you that you should be stopping, that's not okay. No, it's nobody else's decision. This is between you and your baby. This is your relationship. It's like somebody saying, you know what? I'm not really comfortable with your husband. I think you should just leave him. <laughs> you know, and it's I like. I feel that way a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll just leave him because my friend doesn't like it. Not about my husband, about my friend's husband's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? You should just get divorced. You should just get no, divorced. Just kidding. But even that, even like I wouldn't say that. Right. Like, this is not my life to tell people, like, I'm going to listen. I'm going to try to help them, like, figure out what to do for themselves. I'm not going to be like, ah, you should just divorce him. He's kind of a jerk anyway. Yeah, just get rid of it. Just stop it. You know, like you said, you'd never do that in any other aspect of life. But when it comes to breastfeeding, people feel like it's okay for them to put their two cents in, and it's not. So that that is where, like... That is where we're leaving it today. Like you, yeah. it is, this is your relationship with your baby. If you want to continue breastfeeding, you breastfeed. Don't worry about what other people say and don't let people tell you that it's not giving them any kind of benefit after a certain age. Cause that is not true. It's such garbage. It is garbage. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.